This is Susan Wilbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, bright soul. Thank you so much for joining me on another podcast. Thank you for showing up. Have you felt this acceleration energy happening with the eclipses and just the world in general? The world is still a little bit off kilter, a little off balance, but then everything is sped up. I don't know if you've felt that, but I definitely have in my personal and professional life. And then those around me are sharing the same sentiments that things have been a little bit haywire So I wanted to talk today about how to identify triggers. So a trigger is something that makes you irrationally upset. You know, if you've ever heard the saying, if it is hysterical, it's historical. That means if you overreact, there's likely a trigger from something that is being reactivated. So we see this a lot with people who have post-traumatic stress syndrome, um, PTSD, whenever they're triggered with like lights or sounds that remind them of something that happened before they can act very irrational sometimes it's anxiety it's panic and it doesn't really match the current situation you also see this in relationship where maybe someone says something to you that someone said to you long ago and you get irrationally upset those are triggers the funny thing about that is I had shared in my podcast about signs your vibration is high about maybe a 30 second ordeal about someone snoring in a class. It was funny to me. It wasn't a trigger. It wasn't anything deep. It wasn't a sign from the universe. It was like 30 seconds of my whole day. I even shared in the podcast that I still had a deep experience. It was just like, what in the world? It was just people in general. So I share these things with you to laugh with you, to laugh at myself, to make light of this temporary human experience that we have, because that's the way that I live. I don't get offended. If I do something silly or goofy, I laugh at myself. I don't take myself too seriously. I also don't take others too seriously. Not everything is some big, deep, spiritual sign from the universe. That's called over-spiritualizing, and that will wear you down. I did that maybe 15, 20 years ago, where I would take everything personally to where I would think, what did I do to attract this? Um, The law of attraction is sending this to me. Like, what did I do? You will drive yourself utterly nuts living that way. (laughs) It's kind of funny because back then I was dating this. uh, He was an alternative medicine doctor. He was an alternative medicine practitioner, doctor, whatever. He had a PhD and he did herbals and he did chiropractic and he did all kinds of stuff. And I remember because I was in that phase of over spiritualizing. Oh, what triggered, you know, when, when it's, you will absolutely drive yourself insane with it because what you're doing is you're overthinking everything. It's not coming from a higher place. If you're trying to say the universe was trying to no, you're doing that to someone else or you're doing it to yourself. And it's, and it is a faculty of the mind. When the universe is sending me a sign, it comes in as my intuition. It isn't a mental faculty development. (laughs) But I didn't know that then. So I remember I was having this, this is whenever I was doing my, I was learning Reiki and I got all these attunements really quickly and my body couldn't keep up with the energy that I was ascending so quickly. So I went to see him 
And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I just don't feel well. And I looked up the mind-body connection and he just looks at me. He goes, Susan, or maybe you just don't feel well. You know, uh, at the time I was like, my daughter was coming in and I was feeling like I was getting symptomatic coming down with a cold or something. I can't even remember, but he was like, okay, so maybe you just got a cold. Let's not over spiritualize everything in our lives. Yes, we are spiritual beings, but guess what? Sometimes we just live in the world and things do what they do and we just co-create and it doesn't have a deep meaning. Sometimes it does, but when it does, I can tell you for me, it doesn't come from someone else going, hey, that triggered you. No, it didn't. You're triggered or you're projecting. It doesn't come from there. (laughs) So I wanted to share that to say, please don't do that to yourself. You will drive yourself nuts. (laughs) You really will. Because what happens is, is that there's a level of responsibility that is important and it is required for change. But if you take responsibility for everyone else in the world that you're co-creating with, when it's just little tiny things, you energize it and make it bigger than what it is. So I share stories to show you that, you know what, we are spiritual beings, but we live in the world. The world is a little crazy. If you're experiencing some of those weird agitators or how the world is off off kilter, I'm sharing that I'm also experiencing that, but I can step back, I can laugh about it, and I can still get a very deep and meaningful and powerful experience. And I think that I align with things to make me laugh because I believe the universe has a sense of humor. I have a sense of humor and I'm not going to take it too seriously. So the reason that I wanted to share that here is because if you are being triggered, a trigger has a root in something else. So as the saying goes, if it's hysterical, it's historical. So it's an overreaction. It's something that was in you that got reactivated. And oh my gosh, I'm so grateful of all the work that I've done because I was able to practice mindfulness and identify my triggers and clean them up so that they they aren't there anymore. And because of my mindfulness practice, if I feel like I'm going to overreact to something, I can trace that thought and energy back to the root and clear it up. Well, how do you do that? There are so many ways to do that. And I've shared a lot of them here on this podcast. The first thing, though, is identifying that it is a trigger for you and that you are you are having an irrational reaction to it. You're irrationally upset. So, I mean, this isn't just saying, oh, I drove in traffic and someone cut me off and that upset me. That's not irrational. That's actually completely normal. That's not a trigger. Or I'm in public and I'm just trying to mind my own business and someone is screaming beside me and that's a little irritating. That's not a trigger. That's a normal human behavior. So let's keep it what it is and have accurate perception. So the way that I started working on my triggers, because I did have triggers because I had all of this unresolved stuff from previous relationships in childhood, is that first I get to know it, then I trace it back. And then I challenge the thought. So I've shared a long time ago on a podcast, the work of Byron Katie. That actually really helped me. If you know Byron Katie's work, it's actually called The Work of Byron Katie. And it is a series of questions to ask yourself when you are overreacting or triggered. So we can go through the questions right now. This is on Byron Katie's website, thework.com. But when you have the thought or you're being triggered, 
So let's just say, for example, you have a trigger in relationships that if someone doesn't call you at a certain time, it means they don't care. I'm just making this up. So they don't call you and then you start telling yourself a story. You're running wild because maybe in previous relationships you had abandonment issues or, or there, there could be just a, a million reasons why. You ask yourself, so you're telling yourself, oh, that person doesn't care. So you ask yourself, the first question is, is it true? And you may say yes, you may say no. The second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? You can't, but you might say you can at this time. And then the third thing is, how do you react when you believe that thought? Well, if you tune into your body, you'll probably feel that you're anxious, you're upset, you're angry, you're overreacting. The fourth question is, who would you be without that thought? And what this process did for me is it interrupted the pattern. I learned this process in the beginning of my path when I was just stumbling upon the energy healing path. And so it helped me a lot just to interrupt the pattern and think, wait a minute, I made that up. That's not true. It's inaccurate perception. That's something mental and practical that you can use to identify what's going on. Now, one of the things that I do is I trace the thought within myself by using mindfulness. And I think I just shared that. I probably repeated that, Um, but it's important. So that's why I'm repeating it again. Energy healing helped me tremendously because energy healing helped me to purge stuck energy within my body and make sure that I am behaving and operating from a clean aura. So if your aura is dirty, you're looking at everything through a cloud. So your your perception is not accurate. So energy healing helped me so, so very much. It continues to help me. I still get energy healing. I have a couple of people. We trade sessions and we work together doing energy healing on one another. And I also can do it on myself. So the other thing is meditation. Certain meditations, though, not all meditation. I mean, for me, I like the type of meditations that I've shared here on this podcast, the Buddhist loving kindness meditations where you are pulling positive memories to your mind to open your heart center, and then you are sending love out to the planet because you're pulling the energy in through your crown and you're sending it out through your hands or through your intention. And so that energy is being pulled down and cleaning you. I use meditation twin hearts a lot, um, lots of variations of that because I am a pranic healer and it just resonates with me. I have a connection to the teacher. I have a connection to that modality because I practice it. So I do that. But I think any meditation that is focusing your mind on a higher path and pulling energy down and blessing people and putting you back in center and in alignment with your higher self, your higher soul, that's extremely helpful. Moving your physical body is important. It expands your health rays. It's not just, we want to take care of the physical body, yes, but it's not just physical. It's also energetic because when you are pumping your physical body, your health rays are pumping, which pushes things out of your aura that doesn't belong there. So you get in a little bit of an aura cleaning. Now, I mean, it needs to be like some kind of activity where you're actually moving your limbs and your muscles, But that's also important, giving to people, service, you know, tithing, giving to spiritual organizations, being generous, very important, serving people when you are told to serve or called to serve, helping and not from an expectation of getting something back because that's called sticky giving, giving, trusting and knowing that it comes back because 
that is in accordance with higher laws, but you're giving because you just already know. There's no sticky giving or specific intention behind it other than I'm just giving this. You can program it, and I've talked about that before, but those are higher teachings. I'm not going to get into it here. So those are all the things that I did to start to work through those triggers and heal that. Some people like conventional therapy. Some people really resonate with conventional therapy. There are so many ways to get to the same finish line. And the thing is, is we're all so different. So that's why I always share. I don't argue. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to explain. I'm simply sharing what has worked for me in hopes of inspiring you to find what works for you. That is the whole purpose of this podcast. So when people start trying to project or, you know, say, and I know that their perception is inaccurate. I just, I'm not going to do it, friends. I won't do it. I refuse. I'm not going to use my energy like that. (laughs) So is that all that to say is that for me, it starts with mindfulness. So the more connected I am, the more aware I am of myself as a soul, my path, my purpose, the more connected I am to my intuition, the better I know myself, the more that I am not influenced by the opinions of others or the projections of others. And my spirit will check me faster than anybody else could possibly do so. In fact, most people won't even have an awareness of how I'm being checked because it will come in so quickly and I will fix it so quickly that it won't even be noticeable to other people. And that has just come with years upon years of working through this. Um, You know, years in the military, we used to, when I was in basic training, we were taught how to ignore the senses and stay focused. So that's one of the things that I've used to this day. So when we would be in formation, we would have to stand at a certain position, the position of attention. If a fly came in and landed on your head and it was itching your face and you're like, oh my God, I want to scratch so bad. I learned how to just ignore it long enough until it goes away. So the the body and the mental discipline is something that is very strong in me. I don't need any help with that. <laughs> Trust and believe I don't need any help with that. And the spiritual discipline is what I really had to work through. And I'm so grateful that I had the mental and the physical discipline first because it carried over to the spiritual discipline. So I share that to say, if you can get good at one, usually how we do one thing is how we do all things. And give yourself credit and step yourself in because this can be very overwhelming. And sometimes I work with people privately and they start telling me all the things they're doing to try to help themselves independently. And it's too much. We all are here with certain gifts and specialties to help one another. That's why we're all put here together. We all come in with certain skills and specialties to help, inspire, and support one another. So sometimes you do need help from someone, and it's okay. Sometimes you need someone to guide you through a mindfulness practice. Sometimes you need to work with a private practitioner so that they can hear you and reflect that back to you or give you something that they're getting and they're not attached to your situation, a non-biased person. And that's okay too. There isn't anything to be embarrassed about. We all have stuff. If you've lived past the age of probably eight, you've got stuff you got to work through. (laughs) Because we're in a world of unhealed people. I'm not saying that everyone you interact with is unhealed, but in general, people are just doing the very best they can from the vantage point that they have. 
and we come in to work through those things and heal one another. I came in to break the pattern for my family. I came from a very toxic cycle. I came from a very um, unhealthy communication style. I came from, you know, my mother was, she's an alcoholic. So I came through with all of these codependent behaviors. I healed those and I stopped it. And my daughter, her upbringing was completely different than mine. She's mature. She can communicate. I broke the cycle. I instilled in her self-esteem. I instilled in her spiritual practice. I instilled in her all of the qualities that I have now. So the, the generational, in, in Christianity, they'll call it a generational curse, but that aberration stopped with me. That's why I came in here. It's what I, what, this is what I came here to do. And I healed it for the lineage and the DNA. And you can do that too. And that's why you're listening to this. So you can do it. If you couldn't do it, you wouldn't be here. And I'm proof that you can do it because I'm flawed, but I am here. I'm doing the work just like you, and I am giving you all of my love and support and helping in all the ways that I know how to help. So that is all I wanted to share on that. Let's go into a healing. You can just breathe, focus on your breathing, relax, just receive.
Okay, and so it is. You can start coming back into your body. For those of you who are not subscribed to my newsletter, you can do so over on the front page of my website. And thank you to everyone who has left me such kind feedback and beautiful reviews. I really appreciate it. And the donations. You guys, I am just so grateful, so blessed to have met you on this path. And I want you to know, I want all the things for you that you want. I really do. And I do my very best to support and co-create while being relatable and showing how regular people in the world that are on the spiritual path live. <laughs> At least that's how I do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.